0: I'm going to give you guys a huge secret, okay? Real estate agents and brokers are motivated by money.
1: Yep. That's the only reason they're doing it.
0: They're not doing this because they, you know, I mean, yes, they find joy in it that's fun and everything. It's a hobby if they don't make money, Uh which means that they can't be a real estate agent or a broker.
1: Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit turningprofit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit podcast, Heather. So great to be here once again. Yeah,
0: I'm actually super excited for the topic today. Which is what? I don't know, what is
1: it? (laughs) just joking around. Uh, It is how to find the right agent or broker to handle your land flip.
0: I know you're specific on your... Topic bylines. So okay. that's why I don't okay. I don't impede in your area. Okay. So, Please
1: don't impede. Yeah. That would yes. that would be
0: the worst impede impede impedition. Impedi- <laughs> what is the word even? I don't know. Let's skip that. I'm actually like really seriously excited to talk about this because I think this is like a pivotal point in real estate business. Mm-hmm. So my news or real estate in the news is cut a little short because everyone's talking about commercial real estate. They're still waiting for it to fall apart.
1: Yeah, the shoe to drop. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: I mean I think to some point it will. I've always said that, but mm-hmm. To a level I have no idea. Okay, so there's that. And then now there's talk of real estate investors that have to sell properties they bought during this last upcycle. Like one in seven are selling them at a loss.
1: Really? Homes. Okay. Homes. Homes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, that right? is interesting.
0: I think because a lot of people. You're saying
1: investors are?
0: Right, investors. Mm, okay. I didn't vet like this, like the this, this study that this came <laughs> from. Okay. So take it with a grain of salt. I always do. I think it's more interesting when I talk about real estate in the news. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, I I, to me it matters if it's true. But once they start talking, like if a news cycle picks this up,
1: oh yeah, yeah, it it gets a life of its own. That's what happened that during that last crash, two thousand eight. I mean, it really, you know, the media got a hold of it and they started talking about it, and then it just became it. It like worked itself into existence, I guess. Right.
0: So I think that that's something that I always, I look at, not so much, I mean, if I'm really interested in obviously, like, look at the source and all that kind of stuff. But just, if you just do a search, you can kind of get a feel for where it's being driven. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the other thing is, there's talk of, well, okay, let me go back to that. So the reality is that a lot of times, in newer investors, at least, you see the market going really high, you think you can't lose. Mm -hmm. So you go all in, right, and then... Yeah, this happens. that's
1: the exact wrong time to buy when everyone else is buying
0: <laughs> for that kind of thing. Yes. right? because I think a lot of people bought for our like Airbnbs. They were like, we're going to do an Airbnb mm-hmm. and which is fine. But then if you're going to do something specific like that, make sure that you can still cash flow it in other ways, too. Mm-hmm. In case yeah. that doesn't work out, that it still yeah, you would have make more sense. than
1: one plan for it. You know? Right.
0: There's the middle term, you know, we're 30 day. Then there's long term, all that kind of stuff. OK, so there's that. And then now there's talk of real estate brokerages closing. And that's not a bad thing necessarily because a lot of times, again, during like the heydays, you might have a central office and then you open up like little branch offices. And Mm -hmm. then when those slow down, you think, okay, well, you know, we need to cut the overhead. So re-centralize everybody to one location. Mm -hmm. So like that's not necessarily scary. But if you talk to any residential lender, if you talk to any person that deals in residential income, it's dropped off a cliff, the Mm -hmm. volume, right? So hopefully they saved money during the heyday to cover them through this because-
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, regarding the real estate agent offices, I, you know, I always think like, I don't really understand why a lot of them put so much effort into these brick and mortar locations because so much of it is decentralized anyhow. I mean, you're meeting clients at the houses that you're showing them. You're meeting them at their house. If you're Mm -hmm. listing their home, you're meeting them at a coffee shop. A lot of times as a better central location to meet. So it never really made a lot of sense to me, especially with all the technology these days, why, why they're putting so much effort into these brick and mortar locations. And I'm sure some of them are figuring out, it's like, hey, if we could cut that, <laughs> if we can cut that line item way down, maybe make our office a lot smaller. So, you know, agents don't have to sit there all the time and, and try to work from that location. I, th- I just think it's kind of antiquated.
0: But. Well, I think it's an ego thing, because mm-hmm. if you're like, I have this, you know, office or. It's just, um, you know, especially if it's a local area and it's like, if they drive by it every day, people are like, oh, I want to sell. Oh, that one's right down the street. It's in mm-hmm. town. Okay. I'll give them that. But I think exactly what you're saying these days, back before we even bought houses, I think you would go into a real estate office, they would have this huge black book and it was like the local real estate office would print out, like would write up the whole thing yeah. or maybe the, or the agents would and get stuck in this book and then you would go into that and make copies of the ones that your clients might want to see. So you take these copies and you would need to meet with that. I mean, you get right. out the Thomas guide on the map and be like, okay, you got, <laughs> you wanted guy, this yes. area and here are the listings. And so you needed it
1: right
0: now. I don't know if there's anybody. even in 2000, last time you dealt with like the public, I don't even know how long ago that was. I mean,
1: 2012 ish. Yeah, maybe like I'm that.
0: sure there was, you know, people always ask you to do that. So mm-hmm. every once in a while that would come into play, but I think we had one holdout back then that wanted printed listings. Mm -hmm. And I think you had to fax it to him.
1: (laughs) I still have a fax number, you know.
0: Because there's some agents that are still.
1: Yeah, well, not agents, thankfully. Actually, um, I did get something from an agent last year by fax. Right. But 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 every once in a while, we have a seller that they don't scan or email, you know. But they do have a fax machine sitting around, so.
0: I know. I think that also shows the type of agent that you want to work with, whether buying a house for yourself or finding an agent for your land deals who are you comfortable with you know like there's that meme do you remember that one i send you a few times a year where it's like if if your agent is wearing these shoes and these pants and it's just Yeah it's just,
1: on- yeah if your agent looks like this then you're not getting anything I'm like you're not doing anything electronic signatures or, or yeah. something like that it's you know great I mean? we could find that maybe and put that on here on the video That'd yeah be great
0: it's really funny and it's true you know <laughs> but um so i guess <laughs> that's it's one of those signs that's like if if you're comfortable with it with you know i almost said like a good old boy but that's i don't mean it like that you know like someone who's the right then that's okay if you're someone who needs to do on on the go and and docusign and mm-hmm. our electronic signature everything then there's signs Right. So anyways, it's a good segue into what we're talking about today okay. because you gave me a whole list here. Yes, Pete's um, list. Pete's list. That's, yeah, it's kind of like Craigslist, but <laughs> okay. with with less inappropriate content. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um, <laughs> I just like making you uncomfortable.
1: I'm not uncomfortable.
0: Really? Because you're turning red.
1: It's just my reaction to the sun.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: I'm not actually turning red,
0: uh, which is also a really good Disney movie. If you have teenage girls.
1: No, I've never seen that. You but. haven't. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, hmm, awkward. Okay. So I'm going to go down your list here. Right. So, so what are we talking about?
1: Okay. We're talking about how to find the right agent to handle your land flip. Okay. It's a big part of our system really mm-hmm. is that we do not handle the sales side at all. And, and we, you could, we could, I, I, I honestly mean, could, i a licensed broker. Right. I know how to do yeah. in California. I know how to do all the paperwork. I know how to, Negotiate directly with agents and sellers. I mean, and buyers, and put the deals together and all that kind of stuff. No, no problem for me. But do I want to? It's, It's like a whole half of our business that I don't even have to worry about. And the best part about it, though, is that if we get the right agent or broker that we're dealing with, they can help us tremendously when we're buying the property. Like help us with our valuations on the property. Mm-hmm. They can help us tremendously selling the property. They've got a reputation in their area, so whenever they list a property, it gets a certain amount of clout that if someone from California started listing <laughs> a property in their area, that Would you not, know might not, not might, so well. might not go so well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they're professional, so they are working for you to get you the best possible deal. And it just generally goes so much smoother. They've got local contacts that can help you get it closed and lots of different benefits.
0: Not to mention the biggest overall thing is that if you were to do that, there's no way you could do the volume. Like you're going to make more money using an agent. Right. You will. And I anyone is the, right the right agent, right? And, and a lot of people will be like, yes, but I could save that, you know, yeah, I could save
1: 4% or something
0: like, wow, right. because is your time worth that 4%? No, because no. if you could do even one more deal a month, I bet you would. I mean, you would, you'd cover way more than any 4% commission. Right. And I think if, as you're scaling up or even just as you grow successful in, in this, it's a waste of your time. Right. It is a hundred percent waste of your time. Yeah. And I will fight me on that.
1: Okay. I don't think anyone's going to fight you. They might have their own opinion. Good. It's it wrong. Pete, no, I'm send just Send it to a Pete's
0: email <laughs> if you don't agree with me. It's a, don't reach out to me. at all. I won't respond.
1: Yeah. So, so what's okay. my first thing on the list there?
0: How to find the right agent or okay. broker.
1: Okay, how to find the right agent or broker? So I've got a number of bullet points here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're gonna have to read it to me. Yes, I got to see it because <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, you
0: said finding the right agent, broker, or agent is is essential, which is 100. percent We already covered that. Like All the right. reasons why. Yeah. I mean, and maybe as you're as you're starting, you could. I guess in theory, especially if you're local, do it yourself and learn, especially if you've never been on that side of things. Mm -hmm. But I think that even in that situation, it's even more valuable to have somebody.
1: Yeah. Listen, having the right agent or broker that Mm -hmm. you're working with, they're going to teach you so much about the business in that area and things like that. So it's well worth the fee they get paid.
0: Right. And paperwork. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't know. The other thing, too, you talked about you're a licensed broker in California. Mm hmm. California land is totally different than North Carolina land or right. Florida land or Texas land or any other land, right? right? Exactly. Even if you understand the basis of it, there might be some strange thing that we don't deal with here.
1: Each area is different. Mm-hmm. So each new area that we go into, I learned something. Right. And I learned something from the agents that we're working with.
0: Right. And disclosure. So it's even down to that.
1: Yeah. Like they might have, have different s- disclosures. paperwork and all uh-huh. kinds of things. So you know. they're
0: going to protect you. Legally, they're going to protect the transaction. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that I think is super valuable is that it helps a lot when you are bu- when you have people in the middle of transactions. A
1: buffer, yes.
0: You know, because you might say, no, I don't want to do this, but, you know, because I just don't want to do it or whatever the reason is. Your agent's going to tone that down into a presentation to the other agent or right. to the buyer direct. And,
1: right, exactly.
0: And you're not going to be the bad guy they can. Um, okay. The right broker agent will make you more money and save you from mistakes. My, I should have written this.
1: Right. <laughs> it's true, though. They're going to net you more money and they're going to save you from more mistakes. So
0: right on the buy and the sell. Right. Because as we said before, like you run it by them mm-hmm. before you buy it. And they might say, oh, yeah, that does look great. But we know that it was a hog farm. Yeah. Two generations. Yeah. Back. That
1: area is always tough to sell in. Has the you know, smell is so bad. Yeah, because there's a mushroom farm and it smells horrible mm-hmm. around there. You know, like stuff you just don't know. Right. So th- they can be invaluable with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The wrong broker agent costs you money and time and create an unnecessary frustration.
1: Yeah. So if you list your property with an agent that is not a superstar and, and, or on the other side of things, just terrible, you mm-hmm. know, like they don't respond to people, unorganized, right. they don't know their area, they, they don't know what they're doing, they're going to be a drag more than a help. For sure. So they're going to basically cause you to hold on to properties longer and probably not sell as, sell them for as much as you could. So it's super important to get the right agents for right. sure.
0: And they need to understand when you say, I want to sell it, I want to list it under top retail because I want to move it quick. And they're like, nope. Yeah. I think we should do it 20% over <laughs> yeah. to get and your, you, they need to understand you. They need to respect you and they need to, you guys need to be on the same page. All right. I'm sure you cover this, but my, the one thing that I always is like, to me, the most important thing is when you communicate with them, how quick do they communicate back?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's saying in that, there. Is it? Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't
0: respond back at three P like if you email them at 3am, uh-huh. I'm not expecting them to respond back by three 30. Uh-huh. Right. But yes. reasonably, okay, we'll get into that. Some brokers and agents are very motivated and professional. Others are checked out and going through the motions.
1: Yeah. And that happens with any business, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, professionals in any business, we run into this in all different fields, but it's really common with real estate. Sometimes they, you find an agent that is just kind of just treading water. Going and doing the motions. Yeah, like going through the motions, mm-hmm. just doing enough just to get by. You know, they'll do a certain number of transactions a year. Basically, people just throwing things at them. just referrals or something like that. They're not actively working hard in the business, but they're working hard enough to put enough deals together where they're happy with that level of income or whatever. Right. You really want to stay away from those. I mean, it's, you know, whatever they're going, whatever's going on in their life, maybe they've got something else, their hobbies or their family, everything's taking that priority over their business, which is fine. You know, they're entitled to do whatever they want to do, but you want to find someone that's super excited and super motivated about real estate and excited to do as many deals as they can. So, someone
0: that's driven and matches your energy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You
0: know, like if you're all pumped up and you're ready to, you know, catapult this to the next level of success, you need someone that's like, you know, your wingman, yeah. Wingwoman. Wingwoman, yeah. Like yeah, let's do this. And, uh-huh. and thinking like, hey, because if you once you set up that that relationship, they'll be like, now, have you considered this area? This right. one's hot, too. You right. Know? Yeah,
1: and, definitely do some outreach in this area. Let's see if we can get some more deals over here. Right. The best agents that we work with, they're like that. They're like, hey, you got to get some deals over here. You got to do this. You got, you know, so they want as many deals as we can as we can get. And they're actively trying to help in this way. And if they run into people that need to sell quickly or something like that, we're getting we're getting potential leads and deals from these people as well.
0: Right, so it's it's mutually beneficial. Yes, it's extremely important to work with a broker agent that is motivated to sell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of want the money too. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not just money, but they're motivated by actually, you know, like wanting to do deals. This is know? fun for them. It's fun. It's, it's a game. It's mm-hmm. money. It's it's all this stuff. But certain agents and brokers, like you could tell, like they're really really in it and really want to get these things done. Certain agents and brokers are just yeah, they're more than happy to have just a listing. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And they don't really care either way. Right. And again, that's fine. They might be very knowledgeable and Uh they've been in it for a long time, but that only goes so far. Yeah. You need someone that matches your energy. I'll go back to that. And I don't know if you have it in here too, but I want someone who's full-time, that Mm -hmm. this is their full-time job.
1: Right. I think
0: it can be a great side hustle for a real estate agent to sell real estate. Right. And also I use agent and broker interchangeably, even though they're not.
1: Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that you can join our community for free at landconquest.com inside you'll get all the resources training and support for building a thriving land flipping business once again that's landconquest.com. all right enjoy the rest of the show
0: but real estate professional i'll try right. to say that i think be, mainly because you need them to be available to the buyers
1: right that's yep. the whole
0: thing and that's have right. time for these deals so qualities of the right broker or agent you say experience lots of listings and transactions not brand new
1: yeah, exactly. I like to deal with someone that's been there, done that, mm-hmm. has a lot of listings, or at least has sold a lot of listings
0: in land listings. Land
1: listings, yes. I want a land-focused agent. You know, right. they can have some listings that are like a, you know, a house or a ranch mm-hmm. or something like that sometimes, and that they will have those type of listings, the good ones. But you want, the, want someone that's focused on land, right? Because it's a whole it. different, a whole different animal, really. Mm-hmm. So basically, someone experienced and knows what they're talking about. A brand new agent, while they may be motivated and looking to do something great, you don't want them learning at your expense.
0: And that's the reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, history of sales and not just listing properties for inflated amounts.
1: Yeah, so it really comes down to sales. Like you may look at, you know, sometimes we see this a lot of times, like there's agents in all kinds of niches that are kind of, you know, we kind of laugh at about some of them that we see, like, you know, some of them our are local area. We see their signs everywhere, but we never <laughs> see them show up in the sold column. We see them listing these properties for too much so they never sell mm-hmm. so they're really good at getting these listings they've got their name attached to all these different listings but they don't have their name attached to any of the sales so the sales are the important part you don't want to get hooked in with one of those agents that is just like in listing things for inflated prices and maybe it's for their ego maybe it's just so they can get more list. i don't know what the deal is but it's important that they're actually selling. So you want a track record of sales, not just listings.
0: Yeah. And I think along the same lines is an ethical agent, too. Mm-hmm. We right. don't want someone that's already telling us scheming yeah. crazy. No, you want to
1: work with people that are above mm-hmm. above board and you don't want to get into any shady type situations at all.
0: Mm-hmm. You want a little story time about it. The agent we worked with one time that upon closing of the house, this we were buying a house. This was years and years ago. We got there and they had taken, even uprooted some of the trees and plants from Oh yes, that was
1: great. That was great. This is a house that we were flipping.
0: Right. So we
1: were buying this place because we were gonna rehab it and and flip it, and we did. Mm -hmm. Everything went great on that property. But it was the closing day. We were supposed to take possession at five o'clock. So five o'clock, we're driving in the driveway, and who's there? The listing agent. And he is actually with a shovel digging up and pots and stuff and digging up plants. From the ground, and plants and like shrubs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and putting them in his car.
0: And we were like, what are you doing? And he was <laughs> like, oh, the seller said I could have these. Yeah. We were like, I don't care what the seller said. Like, yeah. There's a thing where if it was a potted plant in the driveway and it was disclosed, because right. potted plants are different than in-ground Right, planted. in-ground,
1: yes. Like Completely different palm deal. trees. He knew. Are, you know. He knew that was not right. He just right. got caught. He didn't think, you know, he probably, if he was smart, he would have gone over before and done it before we showed up, but- We still probably would have noticed and
0: And the thing is that when you're flipping a house, you look at the landscape. What do we need to do? What are we, what kind of money are we going to put into this? Yeah.
1: And I don't remember if we were going to keep those plants or not, but still it's like.
0: It was just the weirdest thing ever.
1: Yeah. And we never took it further. We could have complained to his broker or whatever, but it was just like, come on, like don't do that stuff. Anyhow, so you don't want to be working with those type of agents. Yeah,
0: and the thing, too, is that anytime I would see that, like, I would never, Mm -hmm. especially if it was something, I mean, I'm not going to steer somebody if if I was selling them a home and say, well, we can't, you can't buy this home because this agent's crazy. Mm -hmm. But me personally, yeah, that's, I see that guy around town and I'm like.
1: Yeah, we've still seen plant him. thief. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how many years later? Yeah, twenty
0: yeah. something. I know, um, but
1: that's who he is,
0: right? And and I think that that's who you are. The lesson from that is that if you get those clues when you're just talking to them before they even list, or you do one transaction with them and they try to pull something, you know, unethical, mm-hmm. believe them when they show you who they are the first time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know.
0: Okay. So you want to do communication skills, answers the phone, returns calls, emails, texts quickly. This is mm-hmm. so important because oh, yeah. if they're not returning your call, sure as heck they're not returning a, buy- a potential buyer's call.
1: Exactly. Or, or a call from another agent. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So if they're not, listings are the whole name of the game in real estate. So that's like the the jewel, you know, like the crown mm-hmm. jewel type thing. Like you want the listings. So mm-hmm. if you get listings, everything else works fine. You'll get the buyers. Everything else will fall into place. So if they're not even returning a call from someone who's can give them multiple listings and things like that, like that's that's a real big that's a real big red flag. Either right? they're too busy, right?
0: And they truly, you know, they don't care. They're, they're unmotivated. Out, yeah.
1: You know, and but so if they're not gonna get back to you in a in a very reasonable amount of time, then it's uh trust me, don't do it. <laughs> right, and, and also it
0: also goes as far as the transaction coordinators, Not they won't return their call or the mm-hmm. title company or the escrow companies yeah, it's or be a struggle. attorneys or whatever.
1: And it's going to be a struggle the whole way.
0: Right, I mean, I would just go with that. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's very little uh, reason not to, especially if they're like, hey, I'm busy and I, I want to get back to this, but it's Saturday and
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: Monday or whatever, we'll talk. Local knowledge.
1: Yeah, well, local knowledge is ultra important because that's a big piece of the puzzle As as an investor from wherever you're at, mm-hmm. you know, in this land flipping business, you're going to be buying in place. most likely you're going to be buying in places you have no knowledge of. Might you know? not have even been there. Right, exactly. Especially when you're breaking into a new market. So having someone with local knowledge that can fill you in on those, those types of things that you just would have no clue about is ultra, ultra important. So we use our broker and agent partners on the on the buy side as well. We have them give us their opinion of the value, and then we give them the listing on the other side. So...
0: It's kind of like, that's what, I mean, it's kind of spurred from when we talked about before, but when you were an REO broker, Mm -hmm. you would do a BPO for the company. And there are certain companies that if you did that BPO and it went to listing status, you would get the listing. Right. So it's, it's the kind of the same thing, like, okay. And you know, you don't, you're not really getting paid much for doing that BPO. But they're putting in that knowledge. They already know it. Like, hey, is this good? Is this not good? And the other thing too is that it's so important because you'd think, oh, well, this, you know, so-and-so has the market right next to it. I'm sure they could do this one. But neighborhood could change. Like they need to know like deep into all the different neighborhoods and stuff.
1: The right ones will know stuff that you didn't even think to ask about.
0: Exactly. Accurate pricing skills.
1: Accurate pricing. Yeah. So (laughs) it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You got to really be dialed in on your numbers so that's why it helps to deal with someone that's very experienced has you know sold a lot of properties in the past and just kind of like active in the market because they'll know what sells they know they may have had a similar listing there in that area and they know what kind of activity they had they know you know they just have a really good feel for those types of things or you know some other agent in their office they had they had an idea of like how active that area is and things so there's a lot of just individual local knowledge that they can bring to the table that uh, that really help you out
0: and good agents aren't going to want to take something that's not going to sell right yeah so if someone's desperate to take all your things and is telling you all the things you want to hear
1: yeah. they
0: just want be their, careful right they just want the listings because they want their name in there and then they can use that for right. other things so, but you want someone who's going to give you pushback it's going to say yeah. yeah you know that one might take longer yeah um, exactly
1: i mean you know you're going to have to price this around this this amount and they're going to be truthful and honest with you too just not to, you know, get a listing like you said. So
0: Right. And then friendly and personable. I mean, that that makes sense. You want someone that's gonna be a pleasure to work with as opposed to dread calling them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. So this these are all great. And then you put on here where to find the right agent or broker because again
1: Yeah, yeah. Then it's a whole process. Okay, no. you know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know what the qualities are of this these agent or brokers that you want to work with, but where do you find them?
0: Right you put land watch
1: yeah so that's this is kind of one of the things that i always do when i'm like trying to break into a new area trying to find an agent in a particular area i always go on land watch and then what uh, is land
0: watch is it land watch is just
1: kind of like um yeah it's almost like an mls for land but it's a specific company land.com land watch they're all kind of under the same corporate ownership but it's a website where people go to look for land just okay. on land specific or ranches and things like not that. Not just to watch it. Right. Not just to watch it. But so what you can do there is you can sort by county, uh, you know, state and then county and then see who shows up. Like what agents have a bunch of listings on there? Like who is paying for the premiere? They have a it's kind of a racket. I mean, they charge these brokers and agents, all this money to kind of list as a premier agent on there and do the extra advertising and things. But it does uh, show you who is really working in that area and who's paying for that premium membership and who's listed as their premier. So you can kind of see like who is really interested in getting the business. So I always look in there, see who kind of their premier agents are, who's got a lot of listings and things like that. And that gives me a really good place to start.
0: And then you might go to the MLS listings and sales. Like Zillow, Redfin or Realtor.com, which yeah. by the way, Realtor.com is the same kind of thing where you're paying for Yeah. Premium and But you know, these are yeah, and- these
1: are the ones on the market that are listed, you know, got an MLS listing associated with them. They'll all show up on Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin. So you look on there and just kind of click through in that particular area who's selling stuff, you know, who's got stuff listed. And then you can get a good idea of uh, who you might want to call.
0: Okay. And then it, I guess it would show that. They might have it listed on Zillow, redfinrealtor.com com or whatever, because it's through like the, the local MLS sends to mm-hmm. those, theoretically. But then they're going above and beyond by doing land watch. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and then land-focused franchises. So you have a few listed. United Country Realtors, mm-hmm. Mossy Oak Properties, Whitetail Properties. These are all ones yeah. that we use and like. And
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a number of just land-focused kind of companies that mm-hmm. are, that's what they do. They're land. That's what they specialize in. So. And they do, They have good training programs in place to really kind of educate their their agents and brokers to how to, you know, how to sell land. And mm-hmm. they do a really pretty good job and they build up good buyers lists and things like that. So those are good places to go to as well. So you can kind of go on their websites and see who's kind of the, the, the big person for the area and then just kind of reach out to them.
0: I like some of the agents we work for have advanced training and even degrees in land mm-hmm. yep. and wildlife management and all these kinds of things. And it, I think that's important because... I don't hunt. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like that. That I don't. I don't like to camp. Uh I'm not a hiker. I'm not what you'd call outdoorsy. I'm more indoorsy. Okay. And I feel like I could do a transaction, no problem, right? Like Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be a big deal. I might even really understand the land, but I'm not going to be the right person to help somebody who's into any of those things. If you came to me and you were like, "I want to find a property that I can," I don't know, you know, camp on or something, I'd be like, "I have, I have no idea to help you," (laughs) and that's why it's so important to have like these franchises are great because it's not just that they specialize in land. These people specialize in land.
1: Right. Yeah. They know land. Okay.
0: So I think those are really great. Places to start too, mm-hmm. um, and then you have neighborhood land specialists like for subdivisions or infill lots, and that's another legit thing. Even if they might not be land specialists, that doesn't matter because that's mm-hmm. a, a single use. Right, you're not going to have a hunting square in between two track homes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean exactly. that would not
0: make the neighbors happy. And
1: yeah, so like in, in in certain cases when you're selling infill lots, you know, you're looking in a particular subdivision or or something like that. You're kind of going to, you know, in a lot of those cases, it may make sense for you to work with. Someone that specializes in that neighborhood rather than a land specialist like uh, that deals with rural properties or something like that. So they may have the corner on this huge subdivision, you know, a particular agent, and uh, they might be the best person to contact for for those type of lots.
0: Right. And they're going to still understand, like, if it's septic or sewer, they'll know all that because they sold. Right. Okay, And then you say and this is you've bolded this with an exclamation point. Call the top agent you can find. Yeah, I
1: always start at the top. You know, and I guess if they're too busy or they don't want to work with me or some reason like that, then you can always go to the next top agent you can find. But right. I always try to find the best. I mean, right. we're, we're paying a good commission amount. And uh, do you, you get into what? that later? Yes, I okay, do. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's just self-explanatory when you find someone. And then if they quickly show you that that's not the right person, move on. That's right. Enough is enough.
1: Enough is enough. Or yeah. enough is not enough. We'll okay. see. <laughs> that's right.
0: Okay. So, but practically speaking... You know, we start with the top one. And you say, start with the best you can find and give them a call. If they don't answer, leave a message and ask for a call back. Mm -hmm. If they don't call back in a reasonable amount of time, move on to the next candidate. And if they don't call you back quickly, they won't call back potential buyers quickly either keep going down the list.
1: One thing I'd like to add on to there, though, mm-hmm. is that our training program, which we have not even mentioned yet, the Land Conquest training program, which we're so excited that it's going to be ready very, very soon.
0: Can you please say Land Conquest when you say it?
1: Land Conquest.
0: Thank you. Okay, gone. <laughs>
1: okay. That will actually have a whole script that I've got that I use. That's the same script that I use when I call to these agents or brokers that I want to work with. And I know this is like a very easy step that you'd want to kind of dismiss and say, oh, this isn't important, but it's super important. So you got to get this part right. So anyhow, this uh Well it's
0: training because program, you need them to take you seriously.
1: You need them to take you seriously. And you can adapt it to your own right, you know, style or whatever. But it's it's super important to actually kind of get your point across and how you can benefit them and mm-hmm. and and so on. But the Land Conquest training program be available very soon, depending on when you're watching this and may already be available. All you have to do is go to landconquest.com. There's some big orange buttons on that site join our community. And then that will be available for free to our community members in there. So if you're not a member of the community yet, like, I don't know what you're missing out, y- you're missing it. Right. Yeah. And
0: I hate when you say free. I mean, there's a lot of things you say that I okay have a problem. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But I was, I'm just like, offensive. All I was around, like, that I was such a wife thing. Like, <laughs> hate when you say that because it seems like it's less valuable, but it's e- extremely valuable. And mm-hmm. we've sold courses before this one's a training program mm-hmm. and our it's a, a real estate focused one and it should not be free no because it be. it's a premium product but we made the conscious decision to offer it at no cost right and well, and, and i guess i
1: guess the reason is and i'm sure many people are thinking well you know it can't really be free or you know what's the point like why why would you do it for free? Mm-hmm. it just doesn't doesn't make any sense and i'll tell you exactly why Are you looking to scale your land flipping business quickly? Well, we're happy to present our new cutting edge system built specifically for land flippers. Take a look at the Land Conquest business system today and you'll gain full access to a customizable pre-made website, CRM, dedicated phone numbers, text automations, 24-7 support and more. It's basically a business in the box. Go to software.landconquest.com to learn more. We've got a couple of different ways where we will make money off of this. It's just not directly from this training program. Number one, we want to partner with our students on deals. Right. So we've got a whole new program, which we're launching on that as well, where, you know, our students, we want our students to go out there, be finding deals, drumming up as much many deals as they can. And when they do find a good deal, we'll partner with them. We'll close it. We'll
0: do the money. Yeah. We'll bring the
1: money to the table, but mm -hmm. we don't just bring the money to the table like a typical land funder will do. We bring our team and all of our resources kind of that we build up over time to the table as well. So, so your job can be finding the deal, but then we take it and run with it from there. And then we split the profits.
0: Right. So we'll be doing using our transaction coordinators, our investigators that look into yeah, you know, all we'll, that. We'll be
1: hiring the photographer to go out to the property. Mm-hmm. We'll go through our whole due diligence process that we do. We'll be opening the transaction with the title or the escrow company. We'll find the broker, the agent to work with. We'll manage the resale process, like everything. Well, yeah. And and then you we split the profits. I think it's a kind of win-win type deal.
0: Right. And the reason why so much effort is going into the training program is that we don't want junk properties. Yeah. So if we're training you how to find the really good ones, yes, you're going to give them all the secrets that you've learned to whatever, but that it doesn't matter because then you get quality properties. Right. It'll be a win-win because everyone that says, well, I know that I can find these deals I have the you know money to do that with outreach, but I don't have the money to fund the properties. Right. That's the biggest holdup. People are, or or they're just scared to use their own money when they're getting started. And maybe they this is a safer way because then you're vetting it too, right? And if you're willing to do it, it's a good deal, right?
1: And we're putting our money at risk, <laughs> right? So we have a, a lot of confidence in the deals that we move forward with, right?
0: Okay, so that's why we're doing it. We're not like going to lose money. There's, it's not going to be a, a situation where there's you get to all of it except for the last. The most important part is going to be five million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I don't blame people. You right. see all that, you you know,
1: right? Yeah, it that's like... that's true. Hey, but we probably uh, we will likely have a mentorship program, a premium mentorship program for those mm-hmm. students that are kind of looking for the next level and the next level of support and be th- things beyond, people. huh? Yes, exactly. The community, mm-hmm. you know, a kind of a level of community where people that are actually doing this and really focused on doing that, we'll have a solution for that. But it's not ready yet. And, you know, obviously that will be there for those people that want it and want to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. But all the information about how to do this business, everything is going to be provided for free.
0: Right. And and you have multiple levels. You've even talked about how you want to eventually get your software.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Offer yep. that to people. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot that goes into it, but we don't do things. Um, I'm not going to say that
1: half assed. Yes, Thank you. I'll say it.
0: So we're launching it as we see. In parts. Yeah. As, we'll as we're that.
1: comfortable with like what we can, you Manage. know, what we can provide, yeah. you know, like I, I'm not going to put out anything that's, you know, and I know this is maybe some of the, some people that have been kind of following along for a while, maybe are thinking this is just kind of a broken record. We're talking about getting this training program out, but.
0: And they want you to release pieces. it, And right, we're not doing that.
1: Right. Yeah. And it can't, I, I'm just not comfortable doing it that way because I want the whole finished product. I want it ready to go. And something that I'm proud of and I know that is going to be of great benefit to others.
0: And I hate when I'm so accustomed to being able to watch a show, like if Netflix releases it, I want to watch the whole season. Mm, I don't want you to release one week at a time. Apple TV, I'm looking at you. I don't (laughs) like that. And so I was like a big thing with PETA. I was like, let's just do it. Once you're completely happy with it, we'll get it out there. It's going to come. There's that. Um, And then the other part that we don't talk about a lot is that we're still running our land investment company. And that's the primary that's focus, the focus you know? and the money
1: driver for us. So right. we got to keep that up, obviously. Right. So
0: it would be very easy. I could, you know, take Pete off of that part and put him onto this. But that's that's our company. So it's not and we don't want to be the people that are teaching how to do something while we're not doing something.
1: Yes. It's very important to us. Like, we've always felt that way. Like mm-hmm. we in order to really be able to teach it well, we got to be doing it ourselves. And, right. and why would we stop? It's a very, very lucrative thing. We just want to I mean, we see this. You know, this land conquest side of things is being able to really enhance our main business mm-hmm. and make some great connections and kind of help out a lot of people along the way. So I, I, I only see it helping us like dramatically, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a lot of work, but it should be well worth it. Right. Yeah.
0: And then on the flip side, I know the other thing we get is someone has money. They like this idea, but they do not want to do any of mm-hmm. this. And how yes. can they partner with us?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the other part of this is that we're always looking for private lenders that are interested in kind of funding deals for us where you get a guaranteed return, you know, 12% guaranteed return and, and some, you know, origination points or something like that. But, you know, if you've got money sitting in savings accounts and checking accounts and, you know, stocks that are going up and down a lot of times.
0: He's talking to me. He's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, so we've got some great solutions for that. So obviously looking for uh, private lenders that are looking for a good guaranteed return. And uh, there's a form on our website. You just go to lender.turningprofit.com. There's a form on there where you can fill it out, and uh, we can set up a Zoom call if it is something that you're interested in and think it might be a fit there. but
0: Primarily, well, we pretty much always do, um, on a rare occasion, we bring in other people, but (laughs) we do our own deals. Yes. But we know that that's something that everyone's really... In the weird stock market and all that, we've decided we would consider that. Yeah,
1: you know, and at some point, at some point, it's going to be necessary to bring on additional funding and things like that to to grow to the levels that we want to grow Mm -hmm. to, and to partner with all these deals that we want to partner on and things. So the important thing is the deals. If the deals are there, we want to make sure that the uh, capital is there for us to take advantage of all the potential deals that come our way. Yep.
0: So, but yeah, the, fill out that form um, just because you're working towards getting to meet all these people, but it's right. it's a process. So yeah, yeah to it keep... is a
1: process. We'll get on the calendar. We'll do a Zoom call. And maybe if you're in San Diego, we can even meet in person. So,
0: wow. Yeah, you don't even have time to do anything with me and you're offering to go you what? You can come too. Coffee?
1: Yes. Sounds coffee. Good. Maybe we'll go for a hike. <laughs> I
0: know, right. I know that's, that would be the, the way to do it. Yes. Pete is always um, up for hiking. So yes. please someone take him. <laughs> okay. So um, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, now, now we can get back to this. Um, you, you told everyone that in land conquest, they could actually see the script that you use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that it. helps that um, the agents explain what you're doing, because a lot of times if you call an agent kind of just out of the blue and you're like, hey, can you give me a price on this piece of land? They're like, sure. What's in it for me? Yeah. Or like, I don't deal with someone who just is going to call me all the time. So you need to be able to present the big picture, and you have a perfect script that works.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You got to communicate all the benefits of working with you. Mm-hmm. And it, I know it sounds a little weird. Like, why would you have to invest any sort of energy into selling yourself? But in order to find the really good agent, to work with the really good agents, you're going to have to sell yourself.
0: Yeah. And I mean, speaking as a past agent and, and you're a broker, there is a lot of time wasting. People mm-hmm. waste your time. They don't respect your time. They don't care. Right. And so you need to present that you're not going to be a time waster. You're not
1: going to waste their time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a win for them to work with you.
0: Right. Okay. And you won't be a pain in the ass because they're right. also thinking about that. Right. So. You don't
1: want to be a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> okay.
0: Brokers and agents are sometimes skeptical of investors and have concerns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so should we go through these? Ones? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so so
1: I thought it was important to add this section because because really you want to view anytime you're in sales or, or trying mm-hmm. to present something you want to view something from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. So in this case. You want to view something from the agent or broker's perspective when you're contacting them. Now, generally, an agent or broker is going to be skeptical of an investor calling up and just saying, hey, can you give me a price on this property? Because it's going to waste their time. They'll, they'll go through the research. They'll give you all their knowledge. And then they may never hear from you again. So I felt like it was important to talk about this section here just so we could, you know, see things from their perspective. So
0: right. Okay. So it's essential to understand their perspective. Unfortunately, some investors are highly unprofessional. Okay. So agent concerns investors will ask for opinions and ask them to walk a property and then ghost them. Yes. I mean, I, I guess a lot of things don't even need the commentary, but it's,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, that that happens a lot, you know, these agents and, and, you know, the good agents, they get a lot of calls, you know, maybe from investors or other people, or, you know, maybe sellers of properties and, uh, They're looking for their professional opinions, and they might request like, hey, what's your idea of this? Can you go out and walk the property for me and everything? And the good ones probably have been burnt a few times by wasting their time on something like that. And then they they never get a call back from this seller or investor or anything like that.
0: Right, and even if you're not going to do it, a call back and saying, gosh, you really know your stuff, really appreciate this obviously this one won't work because of whatever reason mm-hmm. but i've sent out a ton more info or letters to this area or mm-hmm. reach out and i will be contacting you again we're going to get some right just let them know mm-hmm. like it's the whole ghosting thing it's the lack of communication yeah, if you it's want bad. them to communicate you have to communicate too the another concern investors will will shop around for multiple opinions and never give them the listing yeah that's why i'm
1: upfront i'm like hey i know i'm, I'm going to maybe hopefully you know, looking for your knowledge on the buy side here, but I am going to give you the listing on the resale side.
0: Right. So then they go waste their time. They do mm-hmm. all that. And then they see the listing in someone else's name. Right. Because some other agent that doesn't have as much knowledge then lists it for more than it's going to Yeah, sell told, told them a
1: higher amount just to get the listing. That happens mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And they maybe were very convincing why they could sell it for more. Mm-hmm. And as an investor or seller, that's very intoxicating to think that, oh, I could make an extra $10,000, $20,000. What could I do with that? But instead, it they're not dealing with the
0: reality a lot of times. So right, you know. and then because the agent there's a there's this whole system, and agents will say, okay, tell them you can sell this house, and how, we'll use that for twenty percent more than mm-hmm. everyone else is saying that. Because mm-hmm. then they think, well, I've already got you. You're locked into a contract. Yeah. You're going to get frustrated, and you'll reduce it twenty percent.
1: Right, and then they'll they'll call you up and say, hey, you know. The market is telling us, you know, the market shifted. The market is telling us it's not worth that. We need to do a price reduction. Yeah, it's not Mm -hmm. their fault. It's just a system that some of these agents do. And, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're not consciously thinking that's what they're doing, but they're doing it. I was like, uh, I'm I'm not buying (laughs) that. Um,
0: Okay. Investors will want to overprice properties, which makes them difficult to sell. Uh And it's funny. Like we do think like the same, you know? Yeah.
1: Okay. You can't. Yeah. Like some investors, they just can't get it, you know, and. It's important to to price things aggressively, even if you think this is the greatest property or whatever. It's best to price it aggressively from the start so it'll actually sell fast. That's um, the goal, right? So, anytime I've overpriced stuff, it just caused problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to speed up a little because I have some other questions that we mm. I need you to okay. answer. Investors will want a discounted commission rates. Oh
1: yeah, yes, yeah. so they're they're always thinking that. you know, like that? And that's what happens. A lot of investors mm-hmm. will call up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to hopefully do a lot of deals with you, so." what can you do on the commission? You know, can you do a you know, 4% total you know, commission, which would be 2% for the buyer side, 2% for the listing side. Uh, you know, so you don't want to go in and start, you want to do the opposite. You want to tell them how you're going to pay them 10% commission. And I know that sounds like a lot, but on the regularly priced, you know, unless you're dealing with a high priced property, I would say, for the most part, you want to offer a 10% commission. You want to do the opposite. You want them to be paid well, so they're going to want to work with you and want to sell the property. You know, you don't want to cut them short. You want to make it a win-win.
0: I'm going to give you guys a huge secret, okay? Real estate agents and brokers are motivated by money.
1: Yep. That's the only reason they're doing it.
0: They're not doing this because they, you know, I mean, yes, they find joy in it that's fun and everything. It's a hobby if they don't make money, Uh which means that they can't be a real estate agent or a broker. Yeah, It just doesn't work that way. So it's all about the
1: money. You got to right. make sure they make the money. And and you may not even realize mm-hmm. it, but unless they're a broker, even if they are a broker, mm-hmm. they're not going to be keeping that whole amount themselves because they may have a franchise they're working for where they have to kick a certain percentage of that. If they're an agent, then a certain percentage goes to their broker. And let alone the fact that if they are listing the property, they get a percentage of that commission. The buyer's agent, whoever that ends up being, gets a percentage of that commission mm-hmm. And then their broker, you know, that they're working for gets a percent of that commission. It's just like. And then he
0: gives a cut of that to the, the franchise. If like there's, there's a franchise. Yeah. So
1: it's all gets cut in pieces. So it's not like you're saying, okay, 10% commission on this $100,000 property, $10,000. That sounds like a lot. But in reality, they may end up with 3000 or 2000 or something mm-hmm. like that for their portion of it at, at all said and done, which is not it's not a whole heck of a lot of money.
0: No. And it, they might have to show it. 10 times before it sells. Exactly. They're going to be answering how many phone calls they're going to have to really know this property. They're going to be studying it. And you know, the dedication goes both ways. They need to be dedicated to selling your property, you need to make sure that you're showing the same kind of dedication by paying them. Right. I mean that comes from us being real estate on the other side too mm-hmm. and knowing what really goes into it. People That's don't That's why I think it's that.
1: important to have this section about the, you know, look at things from their perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, investors will be unprofessional and non-responsive, making it a challenge to sell the property. Mm. Explain what you mean by that, because that, like, it, in what points would that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of investors are really on top of it and things like that, but then there's a lot of investors, a whole subset of investors mm-hmm. that are, I guess, the best word for maybe flaky, <laughs> right, or tough to deal with in some way. So you don't want to be one of those. So you want to sell yourself as someone that's gonna, that's on top of it, responds to offers quickly, just moves moves things forward. Because the
0: last thing they need to do is say, we got this offer in. The people really want to buy it. Okay. And then you're like, oh, okay, let me think about it. Or you don't even respond. And then 40 hours later, you're like, okay, can you go back to them on this? Well, the people that wrote the offer now have moved on.
1: That's right. So now he has to
0: resell this property, even though he found the perfect buyer. It's not worth it. It's not worth it if you're not going to respond.
1: And that's why I always sell them on the fact that, hey, I'm going to be the easiest seller that you ever work with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm responsive. They send me an offer at 9 o'clock on a Friday night or something. I actually respond Friday night and let them know like, hey, here's what we're thinking. If you're
0: not out clubbing.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm normally out clubbing on Friday (laughs) nights.
0: At 9 p.m.
1: Yes, thirty years ago, maybe. I don't think so. I don't think we went <laughs> out no, until like ten. Twenty five years ago. Maybe. I think
0: we wouldn't go out until ten PM. <laughs> so like even that would be like you're okay, you're yes. aging yourself. Yeah, I think that's it's so important and people don't realize it. And mm-hmm. also just getting deals done, you need to be responsive. Aside from even agents. Yeah. You need to be if this is your business, yeah, it's like okay, you want that life, time, and life balance or whatever. Is it going to kill you at nine p.m. to, you know what I mean? To do an
1: email, yeah. No,
0: and it's yeah. fun. That's you're making yep, money, right? Exactly.
1: Strike while the iron's hot.
0: Mm-hmm. Investors will only use them for one small transaction and never do more business yes. in that area. So they're
1: concerned about that too,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: So that's why you, it's important to kind of sell yourself as, "Hey, I would like to. I want you to be a partner, and I want to establish a lot of business in your area." and let's do as much deals as we can together.
0: Right. Um and then you know, there's a little note on here that just says the script that you talked about that they can get at mm-hmm. Land, Land LandConquest.com. It goes through all the typical broker agent concerns and gives you a much higher chance of working with the top specialist in your yep. area. That's right. You're just selling to them that you're not you, you know you really are legit, you're professional and that um to take a chance on you because that's what they're doing. If they're already a top agent, right. they might not even need the business. That's right. You know?
1: you have a great deal under contract, we'll submit it to partnerwithpeat.com. The Partner with Pete program is a deal funding program where we will actually use our funds to complete the purchase of the property. We will do every other step of the process, including the due diligence, the transaction side, the marketing side, and the transaction on the resale side. And when all the dust settles, we will split the profits 50-50. There is no downside for you as an investor, only upside. So once again, go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and let's get it funded.
0: So let's move on to the next segment, if you will.
1: Oh, the questions. Questions Questions from the Lane Conquest community.
0: Dylan says, replying to mail letters. How do you guys go about replying to mail letters? It already took me a month to hear back from this owner, and all I did was return my letter with a potential counteroffer. Do I have to just send a, a mail letter back, which would take another month to get a response? What's the most efficient way of contacting people like this?
1: Yeah. Okay. So that happens a lot. Maybe not a lot. It happens from time to time. Mm -hmm. You send out these letters to generate a deal or, um, you know, an offer and you'll get a letter back and it'll say like, they'll line out the price on it or something with their counter offer on it. And they won't give you a phone number. They won't, won't, you know, give any way to contact Mm -hmm. back, but they're obviously interested in selling. It's just a matter of the price. So in those situations-
0: We just hire someone to go to their door. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, mean,
1: I guess you could. No, but could you- I'm, you could, like, that I'm sure very... that happens, I'll knock on their door or whatever, uh-huh. but- <laughs>
0: Sorry, I was like messing yes, with you, go I on.
1: know investors, I know of investors right. that do that You're kind like, of stuff. You're so like, that's not- a yeah. that's not 100% unheard of. Here's probably what I would do in this situation. I would do a FedEx <laughs> or a UPS. FedEx has a thing where it's like a two or three day saver type thing, where it's actually, it's pretty- If you have an account with them, it's like eight or 10 bucks, something mm-hmm. like that but it comes in that FedEx Express envelope. So, that to get someone's attention. So, I would send them a letter and say, "Oh, thanks for your counter offer. We either can or can't do that or whatever the case may be." And you send that to them FedEx so they'll get it and you know they'll open that up at least and see what's in there. And then do you try they're...
0: to like stress them please call me? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. definitely we put their, you know, like, "Hey, let's uh let's put this thing together whatever the case may be." Phone number Email, all that stuff is on there. And then also if it's a situation where we're just asking them to like return the offer, you know, obviously they're comfortable with mail. I put a self-addressed stamped envelope in there. So they just put it in there and mail it back and then we're good. We've had sellers where we've never really had any conversations with them. You know, obviously the attorney and the title company, they they do, but mm-hmm. like the negotiation part of it, um, as long as they're getting their price sometimes, they're just happy to kind of do it without the hassle. You know? And some
0: people still do it like extremely old school. That's right. just how they're comfortable.
1: Exactly, yeah. So just make it easy for them. But if they want to communicate by mail, then communicate by mm-hmm. mail. Or but just FedEx. use the
0: quicker thing is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then, you know, you kind of step it up. You're you're leveling it up. You're kind of like, like this looks really official. Like mm-hmm. Looks really important if you're doing that. And that's 10 bucks. you know. Right. So. Yeah,
0: it's not a big deal. Okay, so the next one is from... Janesta, she says, I have a question about working with a realtor. As a newbie, forgive my question if it sounds confusing because I am just learning all of this. When I think about land flipping or flipping land, I'm coming from the thought process of getting the land under contract and assigning it to an end buyer. I'm using this exit strategy. Can you still work with a realtor?
1: It's tough. You know, we always buy properties like we actually close on them and then market them. You have a lot more control in a situation like that. I'm not saying, and I know investors do it the other way, like they get it under contract and then they just assign it to another end buyer. But mm-hmm. in those types of situations, you're giving up. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. And obviously you don't have to close on it. You don't have to put any of your money out, things like that. But if you have a real deal, it's I think it's best to actually close on the deal rather than to try to assign it because then it gives you more control. And if you don't have the funds to close on it, then just partner with someone. And you're probably going to make more doing in that situation than trying to kind of wholesale it to an end buyer or something like that. But it's the other part about that is like, if you're just trying to kind of wholesale it to an end buyer, then you're going to have to market it somehow. And how are you Mm -hmm. going to find those people? Or, you know, and I guess it depends on the price range of the property too. You know, like maybe you could find some on Facebook marketplace or something like that. But you're not going to be able to generally market that with another agent who will then put it in the MLS and put it through their thing because they're looking for someone that actually owns a property, not someone that has just a property under contract.
0: Which is important because a right. lot of like if you're an agent, you're not, it just doesn't seem legit. Right. It seems a little, but I like what you said too. If it's a higher priced property, maybe you could work out a partnership deal with the seller and say, I'll market it. I'll do all of this stuff in exchange for- mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, but there's state specific things yeah. to, There's a kind of a gray or You don't want to get into a situation where you're considered an agent. Right. Or something exactly. Like that. So I think that there could be some viable, viable stuff doing it that way, you know, kind of like wholesaling the land. And I know a lot of people do it in the single family home right. market because a lot of people do it in the single family home market because a lot of these homes are kind of fixer type properties. Mm-hmm. So their buyers, you know, it's easy to get a list of you know, wholesale, like um, investor buyers. Right. So that, that's who you'd probably want to They're not having to
0: put it on the open market.
1: Right, exactly. They just send some emails to some investor buyers mm-hmm. they know of in that area. And one of them says, okay, you can assign the contract to me. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll make 10 grand. and right. That's okay. a that's kind of a win. But a little bit tougher to do in land because you're kind of trying to find the end buyer.
0: And you need that realtor to... Um,
1: right, to, to be, you know, uh-huh. or to put it in the MLS. And a lot of the MLS is now... You know, some areas you can still get away with it, but most of the MLSs now are want to see the deed in your name. Like we have to send it. Like if we're doing a flat fee MLS Mm -hmm. thing, if I don't have an agent in the area, they're always wanting to see a copy of the deed that we actually own the property. Well,
0: and that's to make sure that there's no scamming going on, that you're not, you know, illegally selling someone else's land and pulling a fast one. There's just a lot of fraud that goes on. So I think that, yes, it can be done. Mm -hmm. Is it the best way to really scale your business? No. Get a lending partner.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly.
0: Paul says, pulling very large marketing lists. Um, Pete, as a person relatively early on my land flipping journey, I'm having a hard time comprehending how one even begins the process of pulling a list of 50 to 100,000 people to market to each month. When I go through my county selections, enter the appropriate criteria, and pulling the list in most counties I'm marketing to, I get about 2,000 to 4,000 names at the most. I do then go to the additional counties. Do you personally stay with your selection criteria and then just move to the next county and repeat? At the rate you're mailing, Um, it is difficult to see how you don't quickly run out of prospects to pull eventually. Are you circulating back to the counties you mailed previously a few months ago? Any nuggets on this topic is appreciated.
1: Yeah, so a number of things to uh, talk about there. I mean, first of all, yes, I'm going to, I'm mailing each mailer. We do two mailers a month, basically. So first and 15th generally. And I'm mailing to a bunch of counties. It's not just one county, it's, you know... 15, 20 counties sometimes. So it just kind of depends and how many are in of they're each all over those the
0: country. Of, they're not even like on the same state.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll have, you know, they'll just be kind of sporadic, really, like er- just different areas that I've already know, know I'm trying to work on or areas I'm trying to break into. I kind of just uh, do a mix of those. But I'm not going to be running out of places to mail anytime soon, even with that volume. I mean, there's just so much, <laughs> so many different people and land parcels out there that there's it's just. You know we're going into wider, bigger and bigger areas, and we're trying to establish ourselves in other areas. But
0: um, um, I like that you do that. By the way, I don't think I've formally said that because if you were just to be mailing to one area and it was a flop,
1: yeah, which happens sometimes. Sometimes we go, we, I think, okay, this is going to be a great area, and I don't get any deals from it. It right. just happens.
0: But if you're spreading it kind of out, there's a good chance that that new area, right. If it's a flop, then, oh, well, because you still got these other ones that you're doing. So as you're adding them in like that, I think that's a good idea.
1: Yep. And then when we find a good agent in mm-hmm. a particular area and we start getting a little, like, we get a good deal in one area and, and uh, I'm comfortable with that area, I'll remail it. Generally, I'm remailing every three months. But I know some of the other investors think think, you know, they want to mail every six months or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But for us, the areas that I really like, we're able to do it every three months and then just keep on that general rotation.
0: Okay. So... Really, um, he needs to set up his own kind of system, get a feel for it, Mm -hmm. and broaden out more. Yeah. And you'll
1: find certain areas you get momentum in, Mm -hmm. other areas you don't. and uh, so.
0: Right. Okay. Doug says sales agreement. Where can you get a good generic sales agreement to start with instead of paying a lawyer to write?
1: Yes, that is in our land conquest training system. So we've got our actual letter that we send out. It's a two-page letter, first pages. Who we are and why we're contacting them and what we could do for them. And page two is the actual purchase agreement, one page purchase agreement. So that will work in almost all areas. So,
0: so if you sign up for Land Conquest, the orange buttons yep. at landconquest.com, yep. then that'll be part of the training program. That's right. And you'll get that.
1: So quick recap. You know, obviously, it's very important to find a great agent. To work with and uh, you can use all these tips to kind kind of find the best ones but if you're looking for more information to go kind of deeper into the land flipping space Mm -hmm. definitely join our land flipping community which is landconquest.com our training program is over there or will be over there very soon as well um, also a lot of great people in our community it's kind of a thriving community at this point we've got brand new investors people that are experienced investors lots of people answering questions, looking to fund deals, looking to partner, all kinds of cool stuff going on in there. It's
0: a super cool, positive community focused on making money land flipping.
1: That's right, that's a great way to put it, Heather. And as well, if you are interested in kind of seeing specifically what kind of deals are happening in Mm -hmm. this business, definitely check out our monthly income reports that I do. It's at turningprofit.com. Each month I do an income report, which talks about all the numbers for our business that month, like how much we did not in revenue, how much we did in profit, all the deals we did that month, like what we bought them for, what we sold them for, how much profit on those deals, notes, and how many days we held it for, everything. My I try to be as transparent as talks possible.
0: about any mistakes he made.
1: Mistakes, I mean, I, I, use it I rarely make years. any mistakes, but,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but no, I make mistakes too. No, but it's a great um, a way to see it like a big picture and to get in like the nitty gritty on each one and inspire yourself to do like, hey, I could do better than Pete.
1: Yes, or he and did maybe it. you can. Yeah, I, I started doing those reports from 2022, January 2022 and on. So if you're just seeing it now, whatever that is, uh, you'll have a bunch of back ones to go through and kind of see the kind of the evolution over time, how things have, have gone for us. Oh, and and one other thing. I've got another thing. If you give your us your email address, and, and your, believe me, we don't spam or anything. Yeah, and right? your blood type. And your blood type. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, recording that I filmed, which is our 50 first deals. That's oh, yeah. It's like how we started. Like, mm-hmm. Those 50 first deals, like what we bought them for, we sold Like everything. Everything associated with those. So you'll see how it, it got started and how it progressed for us over time. So I'm
0: glad you did that.
1: Good. Yeah, it was kind of fun.
0: I thought it was kind of crazy because it took so much time. And I yeah, was
1: like, it took a lot of work, but.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but it's cool because, and also it's fun for us to look back on it. Like yes. This, you know, but if you're just starting, it's it's a great resource. So there's that. And then if you wanted to partner on deals. Yeah, or if or you're a, you're a, team, a private
1: lender, uh-huh. if you have some funds that you want to lend us in order to do these transactions, guaranteed um, rates of return, um, definitely reach out. Well, actually, fill out that form on lender.turningprofit.com, and we can set up a Zoom call or something.
0: And the w- reason he's using the word guaranteed is because it's a set interest rate. Yeah, it's a set interest it's rate. Not that, based yeah, off exactly. Sort and
1: of... and we're you know we're going to pay you that that interest rate. Right. So. so anyhow, but thank you very much. Um,
0: I think that's it. Where yeah. can they find you?
1: Oh, on Instagram, you can check me out, Reese Peter. YouTube, obviously, at Turning Profit. And uh, those are kind of the main things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we will see you guys next week. And yeah, buy and sell lots of land. Yeah,
1: let's do it. See ya. All right. See ya. Ready to start turning profit yourself? Head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.